This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. We are joined by a very esteemed guest today, mm. the co-founder, if you will, of the No Gamble, No Future podcast, now converted into a, an actual gambling show. Yeah. Mr. Brent Hanks. Hello, Burke. Welcome, Brent sir. Brent is in the studio. This is, this is great, you know? Yeah. We've known each other for 20 years. Lamana, Berkey, Shubes and I about 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, before, before I just get into the complete character assassination that will be this show oh boy uh with you uh i want to give you a huge amount of congratulations and a pat on the back for everything you've accomplished at poker go like i mean honestly lamanna could speak to this if you had told me in 2008 that brent hanks would be in some sort of like prominent content creation role for a major production studio and hosting and commentating poker gigs, I would have called you an idiot. Yeah, no way. I would have taken a thousand to one. Yeah, easily. <laughs> I would have called myself an idiot. I, yeah. yeah, kids change it, man. You know, yeah. you go yeah. through different phases of life. Yeah, what makes about you say it. that? What was he like? That's so different. Well, let's get into the shits, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you really just want to dive in head first, I mean. To say he's always been a bit of a jokester would be a little bit of an understatement. Guapo, I think uh, I think you might have a clip. This is from our first house in Mesa Verde. Oh boy! When we moved out to Las Vegas, 2008, uh, we had a we had a nice little pool spa area in the backyard. Mr. Zuzalo was in the pool. We have lifeguard Brent on duty. Yeah. I just wore those shorts the other day. You were a skinny man back then. Well, kids in the change pole. you, man. <laughs> what are you doing around my pool? What are you doing in that pool there? What is that? Give me that. What is this? Is that a camera? The irony is we called you Papa no all yeah. the time. Hey, you're Papa. Get that Papa out of here. <laughs> what happened to Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> What are his was talking to there? No running! No running, running! Oh, look at that man wow. right there. That's a, a young tortoise. Specimen. Wow. Beautiful specimen right there. Oh, the Mesa Verde days. Beautiful Very day special. How is it? This is still on. On the internet? Yeah, yeah I, I have a secret YouTube page that I can't mm -hmm. even log into any longer. And, and that's has, where it exists? It has that video, and then it has you as Nolan Gallagher playing Rock Band. Remember the Rock Band Oh, video? Rock Band, boy. We, we spent a lot of time and, on that. Yeah. yeah. So here's the problem with that video. It's, uh, it's been, de or not demonetized. Uh, oh, de the, the copyright issue. Yeah, by Because YouTube. you sing so well. That they thought right. that it was the actual uh, They actually recording. thought it was Oasis. Yeah. Uh, but the issue is that I don't know the login credentials, and somehow my backup uh, is attached to a phone number that's not mine. So well, Whose phone number? I don't know. It ends Your in 4-5. Your number's five. been the same for 20 years. Yeah. All I know is that it ends in 4-5. Oh. And my number does not end in 4-5, so huh. who knows? So that video is very likely lost forever, which is a shame. It was a oh. sure treasure. 
the Kessler impersonation video, I also don't know where that's oh, at. Oh, I forgot about that I searched one with the diligently. Jacket. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. So good. You, you've been in the content game for a while, my friend. Didn't even know it. <laughs> didn't, didn't, you know what it started? That stupid lock poker challenge. I do remember that sitting in the little, uh, our office. And, yeah. Where they sent you a video camera. Right. That's where the Kessler bit came out of. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I used that camera to film the lifeguard bit. You've, uh, you, you were one for sketch comedy before you even got, got your wings really under you. you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. I think Way to set the table. Yeah. yeah, but I think like that shows in your commentary. Like, uh, I, obviously, I think Shulman and Najad are a very special pairing. Yeah, but I'm equally as entertained by you and Jeff, even if you guys talk ten percent as much poker as Nick and Ali do. Well, that's comforting to hear because we we don't really talk much poker. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I think part of like where the comedy comes from is whether it's true or not, there, there always feels to be this certain level of awkward tension between both of the pairings mm-hmm. where it's just like Najad is literally trying to get Nick to the point of walking out. And I think he gets pretty close in most instances. Uh, and I feel like you are that sort of antagonist with whoever is unfortunate enough to be partnered yeah. with you. It, it's very fair. And by the way, that's true. Nick, I think, genuinely hates Najat. <laughs> so like when they're working together, it's, there, there's a stretch where he, he really would punch him and, and hurt him <laughs> yeah. if he could. And it See, comes that's, through in the commentary. Yeah. Look, look, that's just a yeah. sacrifice that Najat's willing to make for the product. Like yeah. He's trying to bring Nick's best out, and he does a great job of it. Yeah. it when I worked with Najad, I, I've done a few yeah. shows with him, it, it seemingly switches a little bit where... I am the, the punching bag, and I just drive Najad nuts. Sure. As Najad does to Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think Jeff and I have something sort of similar, whereas it's a genuine friendship, and we know each other so well that he'll say something knowing that that's going to trigger something ridiculous in my mind, or I'll say something that I know is going to make him uncomfortable yeah. mm-hmm. intentionally, yeah, and we yeah. just kind of run with it, and he knows it's coming, I know it's coming, and we just go. Yeah, finding people who are willing to go with a bit is is worth its weight in gold. Lamana's good at like triggering uh, like stories <laughs> and stuff out of me. He's very bad at going with a bit. <laughs> like he, he's a little slow to realize that it's a bit, I'm and a, like he I'm just wants tortoise. to fight. He's yeah. Yeah. yeah, he like starts pushing back, and I'm just like, yeah, that's the bit, man. It's amazing <laughs> when I when I obviously you were of course late, which is usual for you. That's sure. normal. As soon as you pull in here, Brian's here, and, and Miguel in the back. By the way, shout out. Miguel does a great job for, for every single podcast mm-hmm. you guys do. You and Melissa walk in. The first thing that happens is you're coming up the stairs. You get into an argument with Brian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just jumps in. the dumbest shit I, I could possibly want to listen to. Uh, and that <laughs> to be fair, been, uh, we were both arguing the same side that our friend Andy is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> But this isn't. This hasn't changed for no. in, in twenty years. You're for right. You. Andy's always been an idiot, and he'll always be an idiot. Like, <laughs> poor Andy. He's not here to defend him. That's why that's it's what, a bit. That's what I'm saying. We need to have him on and have uh, arguing with Andy. No, no, I'm saying. But that's the bit. Yeah. Like he can't defend himself. No, that's can't. the beauty of this it. This like, conversation here is somehow going to turn into an argument. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if if we go, do you long think enough. you have a problem with arguing? 
I mean, uh, do you have a therapist? Well, yes, he does. Well, yes, he does. Well, it depends on how you frame Landon it, Brent. Landon and yeah. I have discussed having an inter intervention with him. About Landon his, and you? Hold on. Addiction to arguing. Landon also has it. <laughs> it's so but do you. He, you Brent have the common the denominator worst out of here. anybody. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Listen. Uh, this well, is Andy's this is maybe. pot calling the kettle black situation. Yeah, it would be like Andy criticizing me for wanting to argue. These two are equally, if not more so, guilty than no, I am. Definitely not more. I was looking you, at you your like Twitter feed. You like to argue more than anybody I know. The, the I've best ever thing met is we're having life. an argument on who Who's, like, the, who, who argues more. more. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Because I, mean, I will eventually throw my hands up and be like, this isn't worth it. You will not. And if, if it's somebody who this person could have half a brain cell and you really, you know, deep down that they will never understand you, you will still argue to well, death they, with them. I, I think it depends. If we're in a closed environment where it's just the two of us, I won't. Like, I don't okay. waste time in that regard. But if it's public. When there are onlookers who I think, like can either learn something or teach me something uh -huh. along the way, I think it's worth having okay. discourse. That makes sense. Like Twitter. Yeah. While but you were driving here, you were arguing with, no, I, I actually believe, wasn't while I was Justin driving. Bonomo while and Andrew Barber. While I was talking about the argument yes, were all yes. in the car. We were solving the world's problems. While, while I was driving here, I was decompressing from the argument. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was telling me what was going on. And she doesn't the, care. And I'm like, What's going on? Is everything okay? Is. Uh, Did you guys solve? Okay? Uh, I mean, no, really. Is we, it, basically, we basically have gotten to a point where uh, either we have solved all the world's ails yeah. or... Uh, the world is absolutely uh, tipping on its axis and about to deconstruct. Mm -hmm. Think a little more of the latter, but not really sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too too far into this because it's <laughs> a much deeper conversation. Thank God. And we can save it for a day <laughs> yeah. where we don't have you here to God. lean on. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I find it strange when incredibly intelligent people that I align with on big picture viewpoints so closely with take such a hard stance against what i would consider to be like you know minimized nuance that doesn't really mean anything to the grand picture of things mm -hmm. and make that the focal point a lot right. of big words are i didn't follow <laughs> yeah basically like when, when you're pinching pennies over over yeah. dollars right it's, it's like whenever you're so focused on the little tiny stuff that you drive away the people who largely agree with you you just land on an island of your own and I feel like that's like very common now in specifically social politics of the left, right? Where it's just like, you can never be extreme enough in, in your social political landscape to where uh, you find something all encompassing, right? Right. And then, you know, the other side is just like electing Trump. Do, do you know what he's talking about? Kind of, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he knows. I know. <laughs> but, you know, Perky said we're not going to get into it that much, so... So anyway, what's, we'll what's next? For what it's worth, this is a conversation LeMan is chomping at the bit to have, so oh, yeah, I'll do you're this dying, a day huh? where you're not here. Yeah, yeah. A um, lot of politics for this show. No. Nope. Big the, election um, coming up. No, he changed. Oh, yeah. He changed. Big changed, one, man. Yeah. yeah. Were, you, were you guys living together during any election cycles? Yeah. One uh, year, Ob there was a lot of crying. I think the Obama year, you yeah. were crying, I remember when that... <laughs> yeah. no, 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 tears, of joy. Like, no. tears, of, tears joy. of joy when yes. he was elected. Yeah, a lot of wine. Was, and he was I was having so a, a discussion. Drunk. The world changed. I was so drunk. And I was just Pissed like, drunk. yeah, it yeah. was just like, we we did it. Lamanda during election cycles is one of the most, uh, maybe formerly, I don't know, okay, he might have outgrown this. But you have to this, understand the, the election cycles. Like, the, if you, 
remember um, Obama and uh, when Obama won his second term against Mitt Romney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not nothing really, right? Because it, it didn't. No it, it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't yes, like I that, didn't, that one does didn't not have stand that out much to me. Meaning, but like the the um, when Gore lost to Bush. No, I'll no. never forget that day for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. It was, um, it was when uh, Kerry lost to Bush. Oh, it was, it was right, when right, Bush yeah. got reelected. You're right, you're right, you're right. right. And then, and obviously the, you know, the country fell off a cliff. So it was what, right? two, that was and 2004 then, or right, 2000? And then Obama got elected, which was very monumental, right, in 2008. And then 2012, like I said, it wasn't that big of a deal. So, like, I didn't, like, so, go crazy. So let me and set the scene for you. The next one was... Hillary versus Trump. Obviously, I'm going to flip out <laughs> when that happened. And then the last one was uh, Trump again. So, you know. 2004. He's coming back, Brian. I know. And then we're going to have to come back in a big iteration. way. That's, that's basically the argument that I'm making is that he's reelectable because the other side is so much infighting. But right. uh, 2004, I'm in my college apartment, the one in Erie that you visited many times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Gannon. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, probably grinding online, don't give a shit about politics because I'm 22 and it's beyond me. And LaManna, <laughs> LaManna is in IUP, Indiana, Pennsylvania, calls me at like 6 p.m. So, you know, the, the first tallies have just started to roll in and he's already a little tipsy. And I've he's been just, drinking. <laughs> he's been drinking. <laughs> Oh, I just had like got, a 30 rack of like Bud Light or whatever Natty, it was. Like, Natty Natty Ice Maybe probably. he has his own college, so it was probably Natty Light or, or Keystone Light or something yeah, like he's that. Just, he's just giving me the, the updates, letting me know how optimistic he is. And I'm just getting drunker the world's and drunker. Change. 8 p.m. rolls around. The news is starting to get a little bit worse, but you know, but his buzz is really keeping pace, right? By the time midnight rolled around, <laughs> I've never heard this level of, of like, it was indiscernible. I couldn't tell if he was dying or crying or <laughs> something in between. He was just muttering gibberish on the phone. It was, it was so, so it, was, it was just, yeah, it was. But then at the end of Bush's term, right, we had, uh, you know, the, the wars were a disaster, the financial system was coming off a cliff, and I was like, I was completely justified that night. <laughs> I was like, that everything I did that night and how I acted and how I felt was was right, completely reasonable. <laughs> it, it was wild. I, I've never I, honestly, I'm uh, I'm very happy for our friendship's sake that I wasn't in the same room as you because I don't know how I would have handled it as a 22 year old. <laughs> how angry is the chat right now on YouTube yeah. that we're oh, who cares? talking about this? Who cares? They, are they very mad? Yeah. They, it's a they, sensitive used topic, to this you know. Type politics. Of stuff. People yeah. are left and right into, and. Yeah. They're brainiacs and nerds, they're man. Saying, they're here uh, for all of it. They're saying this is a funny thing that was going on. Um, Bottomo is going to write an essay on why Berkey can't wear a do rag on the pod. <laughs> they're saying that your hat looks like a do rag. They've been saying this. I for know. They weeks. say every time you wear that specific hat, <laughs> they think it looks like a do rag. Now hold on. Is there an issue with do rags? Well, they said he's going to say do rags are cultural appropriation leading mm. to suicide. <laughs> is somebody making that? Case? That's what? a Bottomo suggestion. They're saying that's yeah. a Bottomo okay. But which culture? Am I appropriate? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it would be biker culture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jace's dad wears a do rag. Yeah. They always think that hat is a do rag. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, no, it, it does. Clear it, brim. It does look yeah. a little bit like a do rag. A little do raggy ish. Yeah, I could see it. 
if you will. He looks so strange when you put your hat on like the right way. It doesn't. Like uh, it's not know, meant to be forward. Do you ever wear your hat forwards? I only only when I played baseball, like during game day. Only when they made him because yeah. that right. was the rule. Literally, <laughs> they would make me like during practice. I would wear it backwards and get bitched at, and really I'd just be like, this is "My flavor, coach." And they'd be like, "Yeah." That's all what right. you said. No, that's oh. not what I said. I'm, it's a bit. <laughs> God damn it, man. I know, I was bidding too. Ah, see, that's where it gets too meta for me. Yeah. I can't keep. Then I turn <laughs> into the tortoise. I bidding the bit. And right, then, yeah. right, right. Then I turn into the man and I'm just like, something was said. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> something said. You did a great job of derailing this conversation, oh, I know. sir. I, I, we, were, we were about to go down memory lane. I mean, it's my fault. We're the king of tangents, and he just, all he has to do is, you know, yeah. nudge it a little bit, and we'll just fall off a cliff where were we headed prior to the election cycle starting in 2004 <laughs> well i imagine you know the beginnings of we it were all talking about arguing how he loves to argue no so don't yep. fucking start another tangent <laughs> that just, was yeah. not a tangent that was where we were right but that's where okay we were gonna get into how we originally met how we yeah. landed on moving out to vegas together uh so for anybody who's not familiar with the history brent is from would you call it upstate new york is it qualified? western new york western yeah. new york yeah. okay uh just outside of What's the major? I always want to say fucking Binghamton, but that's Buffalo. Like four hours away. About an hour yeah, south yeah. of Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. far are you from Binghamton? Far. We always saw signs far. on the way to Binghamton's south. Binghamton's on the major. other side it's like of the 90 state. 90 minutes to two hours from mm. Binghamton. Yeah. Wait, that's it? I could be wrong, Brian. You're definitely I'm wrong. definitely closer to Buffalo than yeah. Binghamton. Way, yeah. way Pretty closer, nice municipal yeah. game up there. <laughs> I heard about that game, actually. Yeah. Uh, they work uh, for the state, you idiot. <laughs> So, so there was a casino that was basically, it was pretty much halfway for each of us, right? Almost 90 minutes exactly for you and for me, I think. Yeah. Maybe a little under. A little, yeah. a little less. I think it was yeah. like an hour, hour 15 for us. Yeah. But Salamanca, yeah. New York. Salamanca, New York. That's where we uh, all got our start, our stomping grounds, if you will. Uh, very small casino. So like oftentimes we would be in the same game. It was usually like just one game, 5-5, five, 5-10, five, five, depending on what the lineup was. If, man, the characters from that... Uh, Johnny, I was just thinking. Was this a trash Johnny. talk Pepsi game Johnny. or no? No, no, no. This is pre-Vegas. Oh, this is like okay. 2005, 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, we yeah. actually played with Pacholi's dad in that game, Danny. Danny, the brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nicknamed the brain. He thought, yeah. He thought my name was uh, Ben for like two years. At least. Yeah, maybe more. At but least. For two years, you thought he was a doctor. That's true. You should call him Dr. I, Dan. I did You're think like, Dr. Dan's here. And, like, and I... And this you guys was like started playing there a little bit before I like because you already lived in Erie and I yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. just come up and you're like oh yeah there's you know we got Dr. Dan in the game and we got Pepsi Johnny and there's just like I'm like so I just assumed he was a doctor and then like I think I said something to him like you know you're you're a doctor or something like that. he's like I'm not a doctor <laughs> like, what are you talking <laughs> a about? social worker for he, has a, he had a doctor look to him though yeah, yeah for sure and his, and his yeah. nickname was the brain so you would yeah. think oh yeah probably a doctor freddy fingers <laughs> oh freddy uh, zippo freddy he was uh, one of the yeah. heads at zippo what, what was the guy who bulldozed his chips in the middle all the time he used to stack his racks on the fucking he, he played us heads up a bunch Oh, from Jamestown. Bob. Bob. Drunk yeah. Bob. Yep. Yeah, Bob the Builder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he always drunk. There's Trucker Ronnie. Trucker Ronnie. They, they used to have man, to disinfect the seat after game. he left. Oh, man. Oh, man. It was great. Uh, yeah, those are good times. So basically, Brett forced his way into our group. Uh, we wanted nothing <laughs> to do with him. It was just like this fucking. This guy's a whale. Yeah. He's a teacher from Fillmore. Like, <laughs> let's just beat the trash out of this <laughs> hick guy. And every day, he'd just be like, hey! <laughs> I'm a 
on my home. Uh, I want to talk a couple hands with you guys. Oh, uh, the fucking wear out. <laughs> well, we both had long drives. Brent, yep. I've talked on the phone more with Brent Hanks in my life than any family member, than any girl I've ever dated. Like, without question, your go-to was always phone call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you, you may not know this, but when we were so in here, we referred to you as the wear out. Because we didn't know what to do <laughs> with the phone calls. <laughs> It'd be a random Tuesday. You're just yeah. driving to Salamanca. We're in Erie, having a, like just minding our own business, watching and, the game. Yeah, you're just yeah. calling us up, like, hey. So I'm thinking with uh, with Ace Four on that type of board. What do you, what do you think about going a little bigger there? It's just like what again? Who? And then would always get sucked in. And like this is how but it's I probably think, how you got like better at poker. Like well, know, I I said this uh, in a in a bunch of interviews. I'm sure, uh, but for sure I said it in Dead Money. Brent gets all the credit for me ever considering study. Yeah. Like when we moved out to Vegas and, uh, you know, began taking this seriously as a career, he was not only the, the fastest starter, uh, with, you know, coming right out and having success immediately online, but he would spend every waking minute of downtime sweating everybody else on the fucking internet. Yeah. Wow. Like, he would have 16 tables up at a time and not be in anything. Wow. <laughs> just watch. I'm just like, yeah. wow, yeah. deep runs time? He's like, nope, just watching. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with this guy? <laughs> like, I want to see how all the good players are playing. But yeah, like, he figured it out so much yeah. faster than the rest of us. I struggled terribly online until basically I had to make it work and Brent started backing me, uh, what was it, about an eight-month period? Between yeah, 09 and 2010? Yeah. Yeah, so it was like summerish of 09, uh, and it culminated in me chopping the 750K on full tilt in February of 2010. So like through that time frame, uh, he backed me and like really made me get diligent. I, I remember playing seven days a week, 12, 14 oh, hours a day. Oh, you grinded hard, man. And you also implemented a limping strategy that was very difficult to beat for, the, for 99% of all the regs. Yeah, yeah, it was like the only way I was able to like start to set myself apart in things like the hundred rebuy and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I, <laughs> it was like me and Viet Cong were like the two whales that won as far as like the internet was concerned. And, uh, you know, that was when poker was very different. Like nothing was solved. So like you just got to be creative and see what would work. And mm -hmm. you would just notice these trends of overreactions where it's like, well, I can just like limp good hands here and shit just happens uh and it did and honestly like looking back on that it's incredible that we all walked out of that scenario unscathed how much you think you had like 250k to your name at that point maybe probably more i mean after you won the 750 wait no no, no. Or, like when you, you started about... backing me oh yeah yeah probably way okay. way under rolled to put you yeah. in every so tournament to give everybody the sun. Yeah. to give everybody context here he has like a quarter million, right? Uh, daily buy-ins, let's call it an average of like 4K. Yeah. With Sundays being double. Uh, he's playing a full schedule and then some. Like a sick, sick man. He would play Midnight Madness every day, which was an $11 buy-in to events. <laughs> like just literally did not miss a fucking tournament. Uh, the volume Pads puts in now is like comparable, if not less than what Brent was doing back then. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then on top of that, he starts backing me and just giving me the freedom to literally play anything I fucking want. And Brandon at the same time. Yeah. So like we're running through 30K of buy-ins every single week. It's just like. And, and somehow we won. 
Well, there, yeah. there was there was like there was it was a down feast stretch, or famine. Yeah. There was like these stretches where like Papa Hanks would be a little bit tight on the purse strings <laughs> and would just be like, uh, I don't want to ask him if I should play the hundred rebut. Like we had man. no idea what we were doing. And uh I think it really was all summed up with uh your inherent sickness with TMM. Uh I've never seen somebody fall victim to too much money syndrome. As, as much as you did. I think it's more irresponsibility. Well, we all had that. Than, uh, right. I mean, I was yeah. rocking you off my last cent. It was like the more money that you made, the the lazier you became. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's not, more what not, I'm getting not, into. Not lazy as in, as in poker. He still, like, you know, played full volume. It was just the rest of the aspects you, of your life. Have you picked up that sound system from the post <laughs> office the yet? Never got that, actually. That, that one, yeah. You want to tell us? It's a beautiful Bose system. Bose yeah. system, it's a 2000 maybe $2,500 system, which is like insane. And it's supposed to get delivered to the house. But they weren't, they, they, someone had to sign for it, something happened. So they just brought it to the post office. And all Brent had to do was just go down, you know, Pick it up, sign, and take and and pick up his beautiful twenty five hundred dollars. Brand new, brand new. Whole house was yeah. gonna have this. Yeah. Never went, never and went. But I think just never went. Was too lazy to go. Get correct it. me if I'm wrong, but part of the problem that I didn't go down there was that my car yes was in the garage. <laughs> this was gonna be my follow up, and I, and I hadn't driven it for so long that it actually just wouldn't start. Tell, tell us. So a I decided bit of, never to leave the house. Tell us a little bit about that first car. This is very. This is very relatable. I don't remember the first. It's an Altima, right? No, it was the Beamer. It, no, 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 it was the no. one I brought out from no. from Western right, New York. Yeah. It was a, like it was a, a Maxima. Nissan. Oh, okay, Nissan. because Maxima, right? because yeah. then you upgraded to a BMW. Correct. Yeah, and it had the same problem. All Did four, it? No. All four tires went flat no, from you not no, driving. No, no, that was just no, the that Nissan was a, that was in the garage. For... And his dad came out to visit. Yeah. And man, the look on his face. He just walks out and he's just like. He's looking at the car. He's just like, it, he, you said something like it won't start or something. He's looking. All four tires are flat because it hasn't, literally hasn't moved. Hadn't left for months. Much. And your dad just looks at you and he just shakes his head, just like this fucking kid. This yeah. fucking kid. We're at Mesa Verde for like 18 <laughs> this, this months. He drove us everywhere. Yeah. I did drive a lot. Uh, I think we're at Mesa Verde for like 18 months. And I would say that the over under of you having physically left the premise of the house would have been like a dozen times. And of those dozen times, I would say we were getting bottle service, 10 of them. I don't know if that's, I never went out to the, yeah, there you was like did. a couple when Jay, like when friends were in town, Halloween, when Crumpy was there, when Crumpy was there, when Crumpy <laughs> was there. <laughs> like, man, I feel like I, I never, like I never went to any, many clubs, I should say. Yeah. We definitely need to go Halloween, to many. Halloween we did every single time. I yeah. remember that because we all dressed up. We definitely need to go to many. We did Palms for New Year's. Yeah. We did uh, one of the other Palms clubs whenever Crumpy was in town. I remember because I was like, no fucking way we're getting bottle service tonight. There's literally six of us. <laughs> and we ended up getting bottle service at like rain or something. I'm like, uh, this is not a sustainable lifestyle. No. This is terrible. But uh yeah, I think that, like, the incentive to get you out of the house was the bar was high. It was, like, the World Series and large group of friends. That, that was it. Yeah. That Only if friends were in town or, or during the series. And yeah. if you couldn't negotiate them to staying in and starting a bonfire in the backyard instead. Which was a lot of fires. That was always fun. Yeah. 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 Do you remember when you staked me to drive the RV? 
Yeah, we uh, we all <laughs> did. Right? Didn't we all kick in on that, or was it just me? I think it was mainly you. Yeah, probably yeah. Carter maybe as well. What a trip though, Even Tahoe Carter, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do you want to give the details of how that trip came to be? If I can piece it all together, I was a little <laughs> hazy, I'm sure, at the time. But I think we, we wanted to rent an RV. Ripping those bags. Head on, head on up to Lake Tahoe, find a nice spot to camp, do whatever it is that we're going to do. None of us wanted to drive, and you couldn't afford the trip. So we said, okay, fine, you know what? We'll pay you, or, or you come on this trip yeah, for, for your share the of the RV, and Which you just have expect- to drive. The, the RV itself was like 5K. And it was 4K, a, not like when, it, it wasn't... It was a fucking RV. bus. It this was, was a tour bus. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was a tour bus. It was a tour bus. It, it was a slept, like, like, no joke, it slept 10. Yeah. Like, this was a fucking behemoth of a vehicle. I do not, I did not know what I was signing up for. <laughs> no, and we were all scared to death by the time we actually got, well, no, probably I was a couple scared. hundred yards. I yeah. was scared. You all were in the back of the RV yeah. doing whatever it is that you do in the back of the RV. There was no secondary driver. No, I did sit with you for a long time. Yeah, up you there. sat with me, but you were dead behind the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in charge of the music. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, not only that, not only that, but they didn't do like any research or anything into the camping grounds. No. So they just randomly got this place in Truckee. We were. I don't know, 40 miles away from Lake Tahoe, <laughs> at least. We were in this weird backwoods camping ground that we got lost trying to go to to begin with. Weren't there like and bears running around since we got there? So on the cabin. The, yeah, following right? day, the following day, we all went to the convenience store. I think we told the story on the air a few days ago. Uh, we go to the convenience store. We're all in there buying you know s'mores and shit for the fire. And this idiot on an RV, is, or uh, an ATV rather, is just circling the the like outside and he's chasing a fucking bear like trying to slap it in the ass <laughs> we're behind like a screen door <laughs> yeah like where are and then we uh we like hiked down to the Truckee river or whatever and uh, remember we came up on like that massive pile of bear shit huge pile of shit yeah, yeah. i was just like okay it's we're like that scene in jurassic park you know where they finally like you gotta sample yeah. it yeah. yeah i was like we are we are in the woods boys <laughs> we're, uh. we're really really out here doing it speaking of which have you seen the show alone no, I've heard good things. Wow. Yeah. You would love it. Netflix? Here we go it, again with uh, I think it's been every show. Every show. Every show Berkey mentions this show. Every show. Look, he, I, I know my audience. binging this I've show. heard it's good. <clears throat> it yeah. is really you, good. You specifically will love it because you will convince yourself uh-huh. that you are capable of what these people are doing. Mm-hmm. And before you well, know probably. it. Probably. Before you know it, you and the kids... Yeah. Are going to be taking a nice trip up north. Great. You're going to be in the woods with a hatchet, a tarp, a fishing pole, some hooks, and a week off. That's called camping. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly totally what I'm better in the, in the wilderness? You or Panks? I would think he has more experience. He is. He is yeah. How, how you hear me describe yeah. where I grew up, yeah. understand that it's like on the fringe of suburbs, uh-huh. whereas like that, like, where Brent grew up, it's literally in the middle of the okay. woods. We had a like, blinking light. Yep. The town is called Fillmore, New York. There's literally a blinking light, a gas station, <laughs> two bars, one of which was a, a, a hotel slash bar, but there's no hotel. It's just mm. the bar. Like, yeah, I like uh, to call it a one-horse town without a horse. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. A school <laughs> and a post office, and, and that was it. And, wow. and every surrounding town around him is more of the same. It's identical, yeah. Right. The closest McDonald's was more than a half an hour away 
Wow. From where I was. Wow, that's so wild. That when crazy. you moved to Vegas, was that the first sort of like city experience you had? Yeah. I mean, outside of college, but I wouldn't even consider that a city experience. My college life was very much the same of what Berkey was describing living with me. I didn't, I didn't really go out. I'd go out to the bars on like Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. night or whatever, or Saturday, every basketball game. I wouldn't miss a basketball game. Um, but yeah, moving pretty much from this Western New York, very small farm town directly to Las Vegas was, <laughs> culture, that was culture like, shock. a little yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Culture shock a little Didn't bit. even know what sushi looked like. Wow. <laughs> I had no clue. I just thought it was a piece. Of, I mean, I guess it is raw fish, but I just thought yeah. it was like strips of raw fish and you would just eat. I'm with I had you, no man. clue. Yeah, yeah then, I'm with and you And then there. you found oishi. Yeah, then we did that every oh, night. It was yeah. so good. I'd leave the house for that. Yeah, yeah. definitely leave the house for Oishi. But oh, it was only walking a distance. block away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, think, uh, I think at some point we're, we're going to have to rally the troops and create this, you know, mock alone experience. Only yeah. we won't be alone. I think that we're, it would we're gonna be share the such experience. good content. To, everyone gets their own, like, personal camera. I know I would, I'm drawing dead to win, but sure. I will win the content section i challenge you i challenge you because brent he he's he's really holding it in today what do you yeah. do though i don't understand like the premise of this show it, it's yeah, it's survive. last so you standing. just go and you have to remember, live there as long until everyone else is right. done you remember survivor man yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. so imagine a bunch of survivor mans go out there and they live literally off the land until they can't do it anymore and then they give up and the last person standing and they don't know when the other people have dropped out right so they just have to go as right. long so as they So you could be can. out there for six months and not knowing if you're like heads up with one Imagine other person or there like there's like still five people left and you don't know how long they're going to So wait, last. when do you find out that you've won? They come and tell you? They hey, come and yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. You, yeah. So look, he, he's, he's really toning it down. He's afraid that his kids are going to search this, this episode and find what? me. Like, you, you're, you're, being, you're being very Papa Hanks today. I'm a corporate man now. <laughs> I, I, see I, I have a very good job. I'm a responsible human being. Father. I would like see to that. keep that job. But, and, uh, yeah. but when push comes to shove, if you put him out in the woods with just with a camera, camera and some friends, yeah. he's going to turn into this other version, similar to what we see with Officer Doofy over here. Uh-huh. In, uh, That'd be Ralph Drizzler to <laughs> you. Ralph, Ralph. Right, Ralph Drizzler. I'm yeah. out here on duty patrolling uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I'm <laughs> on the south side of the city today. I uh, got a 411. I'm going to head to... Uh, Ralph Drizzler here. I, you know, it's the weekend, guys. I want to remind you, just buckle up. Be safe out there. Uh, we'll be looking after you. Twisted people out here. Uh, apparently, uh, Caesar's Palace, somebody stole the penis off of Caesar. Uh, i got to go find that. I'll tell you what. Uh, in search of the, uh, the missing cock, uh, Caesar cock. Uh, no luck. Can't find it anywhere. If any of you uh, citizens out there uh, get wind of this missing Caesar cock, please uh, report it to Officer Drizzler. A lot of millennials at Coachella. Uh, You know, if a young hippie offers you some sort of magic liquid, taste it first, all right? It comes down to it, folks. Uh, This weekend, let's just be responsible, all right? Officer Ralph Drizzler here. Drizzler out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Ralph. It, it yeah. seems like the car is where you shine. I was driving. Yeah. I was on but, patrol. Yeah. It's equivalent. <laughs> yeah, it's equivalent of him being in the woods. Right. Like, if you don't think that he will create a lumberjack character uh-huh. within minutes of being out there, <laughs> yeah. trying futilely to start a fire, you're wrong. 
<laughs> no, I would win that show. Yeah. I mean, if we all went out there. I, I think you would you do go well, on yeah. that trip to Sedona when we all went camping no, in tents? No, no. I was so jealous. I was so jealous, yeah. We caught fish right out of the stream, flayed them up. I mean, that was as close to like, I mean, we were really full-fledged camping. There was, you could shower at like a little hut. No, we were, we were literally tents, in tents. Nothing around. Yeah. Like, we ate catching food our food. from the river. Yeah, catching yeah. our That's food. That's what I'm in for. Yeah. That's what I'm in. Find a bountiful campsite. Oh, I did, you know? bring, I did bring steaks from uh, Butcher Block. And they were, <laughs> if I remember correctly, they were incredible. They were so good. <laughs> you cooked them right over the yeah. fire on that camp. Oh, yeah. God. Directly You've always been fire. a hell of a chef. You know, I like to, yeah. I like to, I like my meat. I'm gonna bring Ralph Drizzler back. I think you should. You know, maybe for no. Ralph Drizzler here. Drizzler needs his own TV show. Yeah, I was going for that. Yeah. On, on whatever. The, what was that? Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. It was a filter. Yeah. I think oh it's done for. But honestly, like, I imagine you have enough comedic gold that as the filters keep coming out, you'll you'll lean into them. There was know? a few characters I developed on Snapchat, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. we haven't saved them all. A lot yeah. got lost. In this mm. day and age, it's really inexcusable mm. for something like that to happen. Mm. But yeah, fast forward, you know, a little bit. Obviously, you had a uh, illustrious poker career. You won a bracelet. None of us in this room yeah, can say that. Congratulations. Yeah, we did. You, it, you won the Sunday Million the first fucking weekend in Vegas. Did wow. that, bro? And that, was, and that was the last. Remember, the buy-in was five hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, they never ran another one after that. They said yeah. that's it. I was won the closer. Yeah, you yeah. were. Just, just took care just of. Ripped it wow. right off. There was uh, one. I remember one, like, he would just win tournaments at will. Like, he was so sick one Sunday, just, like, couldn't play. And then he just, like, stumbles out of bed at, like, 5 in the afternoon and just registers the 30K on fucking full tilt and just wins it. Or, no, it was, like, the 100K, I think it was. Probably. Whatever it Guarantees was. Were big it was then. a win for $30,000. She, like, played one tournament, just yeah. fucking won it. Won it. And then went uh, back to yeah. bed. <laughs> I damn near won the warm up that day too. I think I got thirteenth oh. the day I won the million. Yeah, you won the million. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Pricks, incredible. Yeah. yeah. So you had a a tremendous career as a tournament player. Uh, then you you fell into a bit of a distraction, as young men of your ilk tend to do. You know, a strapping young woman came along by the name of Liz. Yeah. When you introduced her to us. It was day five of Fildo's main event run. We were mm -hmm. all sweating him on the rail. I was the only one not blacked out already. You walk her <laughs> over so to the group and you said, guys, I want you to meet my future. <laughs> we're like, well, that's, the rest a bit, that. that's a bit presumptuous, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. And we're like, well, Brent, I mean, like, are you sure she's on board? <laughs> well, she was on board. She bro. was on yeah. board. Yeah. Uh, hey, we figured it out very quickly. You two fell in love very, very fast. You got like yeah. 12 kids now? Three, yeah. <laughs> a couple more on the way, I'm sure. More. No, God, no. I can't. Any more kids. At this Jesus. point, three or 12, uh, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, you're, it's, so how uh, long after you met was that, that you said, this is my future? We, that would have been, two th what year did Phil do a final table? 2011? 11, yeah. And then I won in 2012. We were together until, we got married in 2013. Yeah. I think, I, I legit think that they had met. Uh, that if I'm not mistaken, at Hanks Fest. At, my Hanks Fest. at Hanks in Fillmore, Fest. New York. Right. So yeah. at the right. end of May, with they Leroy had met. Towns playing. I had to wear the Leroy Towns uh, shirt <laughs> was, for this. With the so, so on my it. wife Liz is my my sister's best friend. Okay. They were teachers together in a small school in North Carolina, and we have this. We had this annual party called oh. Hanks Fest every year. Please bring it Berkey, back. Berkeley, everyone would go in the same band, Leroy Towns. They'd come and play, and everyone would just pitch tents in my parents' backyard. 
We get blacked out all night. Mm. Go to that local one of those local bars we were talking about. The hotel. And it was a blast. It was honestly a really fun, a yeah, really fun party every wheelers. year. We'd and, get big uh, wheelers and race down the, the hill. With wagons oh. and big wheels. <laughs> and then the, the drunk like farmers there, they'd light these giant circular hay bales on fire <laughs> and roll them down the hill. Jeez. I mean, if that hit a car, like, someone would die, right? Just, they went like a ton or whatever it is, and they'd just be <laughs> flying down this hill. Yeah, that's what uh, we do. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so we met there for whatever time. reason. You know, we hit it off, and and then we, we stayed in touch, and then our buddy, Final Table, the main event, she came out to Vegas, and... We were, yeah, we've been yeah, together. So ever at since. that point, at that point, you guys had probably known each other for a couple months and maybe had seen each other twice. Yeah. Because you were wow. grinding the series. Mm -hmm. Right. When so, you yeah. know, you know. Yeah. You know, you know. You know, And I knew. Yeah. 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 You got a chance, Shubes. I mean, your guy's coming. I know. <laughs> I, I think so. I, think I know. So, right? I know he's coming. I, uh, <laughs> I think so. I've tuned into enough episodes to he's hear, coming. especially Berkey, what they oh. talk to you about. Oh, my God. It sounds like you got some shit you got to get sorted on your. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're right. right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, man. Progress on the bet, by the way, you guys. Oh, Progress man. on the bet. <laughs> Progress. Uh, I am I'm still in the clear. Barely. Still good. Still good. Barely. So I have a bet. Um, actually, it's more of a free roll. I free rolled Berkey and Landon one day when I was PMSing and mad that they said I had no discipline. I'm going to go back to this guy who you know like uses me as, as a booty call whatever yeah. and, I was, and i was like i'll show you so i'm gonna free roll you both 1k each and if i sleep with him i pay you so wait so you get nothing out correct. of this other than to prove to yourself other than that self determination you're not gonna go back to the, the guy yeah. with yeah stubbornness yeah so i'm betting on my stubbornness yeah. wow she's, she's making this sound like it's like some sure thing or whatever she she was physically counting out the cash yesterday. No, I was not. Absolutely not. She was like, someone take my phone, save me from myself. I had to say no a few times. She does shame herself in the group chat in as as a means, I think, of of staying diligent. Like she'll I do. she'll like show the text messages and be like, No, yes. this isn't happening. I put the meme of the little boy holding up a cross. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> so yeah. The progress is that I don't well, know anyone anything. Well, that's a great step in the right direction. I think until so. he offers you like 3K and then covers your losses and you profit. See, in that case, that's a winning situation. In that case, yeah. he's in. Well, now right. we're just talking capitalism. But he actually just only offered 200, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna cut it. You Probably not gonna cut it. Yeah. At a yeah. couple zeros. See, maybe. that's yeah. what. I think we're talking about a totally different offering. business, actually. I think he was telling yeah. me to pay that. I don't even think he was. Oh, offering. Yeah. yeah. So. So that's what he thinks you're worth. So you obviously no, just, no, you no. It's quite somebody. the opposite. That's what he thinks he's worth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, I, that doesn't sound very healthy. Yeah, no, it's probably not. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so where is Landon anyway? I mean, because I wore this. I know he's into gambling now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a slots guy. Oh, he's he's <laughs> he's somewhere gallivanting around the country trying to make ridiculous prop bets where he's not getting the proper odds or price. Hundred k to live in Bally's. You guys talked about that. Uh, what, yeah, yesterday? I mean, uh, look, Pads is Pads is uh, very much a puppet master in all of this. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He is signing people up to pay for this. Mark, he's pitching in. Absolutely no <laughs> idea what's going on. He's committed Bally's to putting up 25k when there's been no communication with them. Whatsoever. So none of this has actually happened. It's none imaginary of this is money. Ever happening? Poker news 
went ahead and wrote a whole article about it mm-hmm. though yeah. in spite of the fact that like it's basically one giant april fool's joke on the internet uh like yeah. bill perkins isn't a part of this right no or no no so this I, is never happening it's it's never happening i will say though uh the amount of alone that i've consumed over the last two weeks does give me some sort of yearning to take on a challenge like this but being 40 sacrificing a year is just a big time suck right like a year is worth a fucking lot to you. Well, you could do a lot in that year. You, yeah, you it's know? not like you a wasted you year. year. No, you're restricted to Bali. Someone could die yeah, in my have, family that I, I couldn't go see. No, no, no. You're thinking like a 20-year-old. Like, yeah, you could do a lot oh, to keep yourself busy. Oh, you can't even busy. leave if like, uh, someone dies. I mean, and you, you can't have to be go to the vet. What if you have um, a medical emergency? Then you lose the vet. I mean, this is all things that people are betting on. That, like, you won't be healthy in a hotel for a year. You already have your appendix out. You'll be fine. But like the, the, this is a, you can get a concierge doctor to come check you out. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, but like this is what I'm saying. When you're 40, there's a lot more life circumstance at play, and a year is far more valuable to you than you know. Let's call it 100k. So how old is Landon? 23. Jesus, I would have been paying 100,000 to live in Bali. <laughs> He's got that ass right? backwards. Yeah. Oh man, that you really so good at that. You that leave the house, or you, well, why would you yeah. leave the house? That reminds me so much of down, our Turning Stone trip. I was, I was thinking about Borgata and Turning mm-hmm. Stone exactly. Like, yeah. I you love those are trips. a fucking remarkable human being. I've Road never service seen all the time. You and John yep. Ford are the only two human beings I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life that would go out of their way to travel five hours to a venue and never step foot in the fucking poker room. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just went for the room service. Yep. <laughs> Play online in the room. Yeah. To be fair, you oh. could live like a fucking king in Turning Stone for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. So it's cheap. You could get like a suite for a mm-hmm. hundred bucks a night. And yeah. like the, the mini bar was somehow reasonably priced. Like M&Ms were like two bucks. It's just like, yeah, we're really living the life. But Brent would go on these trips and we'd be grinding these live events, you know, because we're looking for life-changing money, which at that point in time was Mm $25,000. We're playing like, you know, the 350 down bat at the Brigada where first place is going to be like 60K. We're out there firing and we're coming back with chip updates. He's just firing a full online schedule the whole time. (laughs) The whole time. I mean, that sounds nice. Loved it. He'd he'd wake up four hours after we had already registered the live event. Way more money than we did. Yeah, way more. Way more. (laughs) But I mean, you know, you got it. It's it's strange to me that you did transition to live. Would you say that it was uh, a successful transition, like post Black Friday? I mean, because obviously, yes. like you ended up getting out of poker. So yeah, yes and no. I mean, Black Friday happened obviously 2011. If yep. I correct me if I'm we wrong. We were Coachella, and I won my bracelet oh my in 2012. Right, and I That's went right. on a tear. I mean, I won three tournaments like back to back to back days at the win. I remember it was some card player tour. Oh yeah, yeah. I fell into live pretty pretty quick once i had to play and there was no online but I, I i didn't like it as much as online that that strikes me as strange which is for two reasons because yeah. i loved live and hated online but what i'm about to say contradicts that for both of us you were the friendliest person in the entire poker community outside of ronnie barda i've never seen somebody <laughs> who was friends with legitimately 100 percent of his competitors the way that you the the two of you were Everybody knew Ronnie coming up. Everybody knew Brent Hanks coming up. Like, mm-hmm. you guys were just so social and personable. And I took yeah. the exact opposite approach. Everyone was my, my uh, enemy. Everybody was my competition, you know? And it's like, I didn't want to befriend anyone. And I loved live, and you hated it. Buddy, but that's why I hated live, because I, I, I didn't have it in me to take this sort of, 
you hate everyone approach. I, I am not like, that person. Like I am very friendly with everybody. Kind of yeah. So when I'm playing live, I don't have it in me to get. I'm competitive as hell, obviously, but sure. I, I don't know. There's something about me where I just have to feel friendly and nice to everyone. I feel the same way. And I was, uh, you it get creates to a kind point of a where you just read it, whereas online, like, I'm motherfucking everybody. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm behind my like, computer going, screen. I don't have to hard, be that. not feel, you don't have to look them in the in the face. Yeah, going hard yeah, at them like, and, and I hate their, their face, and yeah. yet I have to pretend like I like their face, you know? <laughs> it's like, it, it, it was, for me, online was just more obviously comfortable because I'm doing this in my chair or whatever, my couch watching fucking Lost with Brian. <laughs> and, and it was just convenient. Whereas live, I got to leave the house. You got to shower. Ugh. You know, you got to go down here, drive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> with so with many four things. flat tires, it's yeah. like so hard. Do you think, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you think you're naturally introverted a little bit where like uh, people become an energy suck to you in those environments? <laughs> or do you think like people energize you and you, you kind of... It, it depends. Steering I think I, Negranu, I think, is like that a lot, where he is very introverted, but you put him in that environment and you would never know it. Mm. Correct. Right, when he's yeah. out there. And yet, yeah, yeah. I think he's even the first to admit, like, he doesn't leave his house. He's at home. All He's at home right now. Like, unless he has to leave to go play poker yeah. or go do some live event or promotion, whatever it is, he's at home. He's a homebody. I think I'm very, I'm a lot like that. Yeah. And, and But when I'm there, when I'm in the environment, I'm here we go you know like I, i'm I'll, I'll be the the life of the party or, or whatever it is yeah it's funny i i think of myself i think of myself in a lot of ways as the exact opposite and growing up i didn't understand uh the definite the true definitions of those words so if you would ask me as a kid are you introverted or, outro- or extroverted i would have always said introverted because i was incredibly shy but as i got older and began to understand it a little bit better i realized that like i have a much greater comfort around people than i do uh, being alone not that like i'm uncomfortable alone but like for long durations it wears on me like it's an energy suck to me to be alone for like day after day after day after day where i get energized around people yeah um maybe you wouldn't do so good in that show mm. yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah i don't I, I think the solitude would be a problem yeah um but the challenge in my head is like beating the environment right which which seems really awesome uh but yeah it's funny to me because i think you come co- come across so gregarious and like so uh, like outspoken and fun and jovial that I would naturally assume you to be extremely extroverted. Same thing with Negrano to some degree, but I agree with your assessment. I think like by nature, he's for sure uh, very introverted and kind of puts on a face whenever he's in a public environment. And the fact that like you so much gravitated towards online over live, I could imagine like that may carry over to some degree as well. As yeah. Well there. I don't know. It's weird. I never, I don't struggle, obviously, socially. I, I well, it's not about struggling, right? It. It's about yeah. it's about. But like, I don't prefer it. Yeah, it's about your energy, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's Where like by the end of the day, from. are you just fucking dead because you had to talk to people all day long, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that well, correlates to you being a teacher to begin with, right? Like you were kind I, of trained into it. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I never really see. You get very deep in thought with things like this. I try <laughs> to keep it. I try to keep it really simple. That's because you have a wife and kids yeah. and a job and like all these things that are taking your time and thoughts. I am tired now. Yeah, not nearly as power. much as my wife is. But yeah, I, I am. Got, uh, I got the Island of Misfit Toys. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's impressive, though. I mean, how your your life hasn't changed, really, since we moved to Las Vegas. You're still living in a very similar 
home environment routinely speaking yeah. routinely speaking right. nothing yeah. has really changed yeah. that's yeah, yeah. In, i think that's mm-hmm. impressive yeah I'm not are driving. you planning on this like you're going all the way doyle's age you're just gonna do this <laughs> no clue like uh, you're honestly, sold for wine all the way till you're 65 and retiring with that 401 so <laughs> if the 401 is crypto then god willing yes <laughs> uh yeah it's it's weird i turning 40 like was a real shell shock to me uh and i don't know why i don't know if it's just the stigma of you know getting into your 40s as opposed to being 30 but like i don't feel young anymore um uh socially i guess right like mentally i feel very young physically i feel very young and honestly like i feel out of place i think that's what it really comes down to is that i don't feel in place with the rest of the world that is 40 uh maybe it's peter pan syndrome whatever but i feel displaced and because of that it it has me like thinking very heavily about like projecting the next call it 10 years and then the next 20 years. Like what does the future look like? Because it's not like when you're a teenager in your twenties where everything, the world is your oyster. You know, it's like whatever you aspire to do, you have a chance to do that. Well, you know, at 40, you start to accept, I'm not going to play pro ball. Like that, that, you know, that's not a thing anymore. But Brent, you have about what, less than a week till you start gonna say, like I, this, huh? All of a sudden I'm going to get hit with terror. I think it's different Clemson. because you've, you've checked so many boxes yeah. along the traditional path, right? So like, you've probably had a lot of these conversations with yourself along the way, be it marriage, having kids, shifting careers, right? Like I've never had to shift my career. The only quote unquote job I've ever worked is poker. Uh, I've never been in such a serious commitment that like marriage was on the table or kids or anything like that. So you start to like think ahead uh, of those types of things. And what I'm landing on, which is a very unsettling feeling is that a, I don't know, B I'm largely apathetic. And that translates into me feeling uh, a great lack of purpose. Whereas, uh, in your twenties and thirties, those moments would occur but it just took some serious thought to kind of land on something bigger and i think the difference is that the world gets a lot more restricted to you whenever you're 40 something you know you're just not going to achieve the impact that you believe that you're going to achieve whenever you're 20 like i'm not going to cure world hunger not saying that that was an aspiration at 20 but like it was on the table i didn't mean to get all heavy over here. i don't care I don't want to go. And by the way, you keep referencing the show alone. I think this is foreshadowing about your thoughts. <laughs> like, no, really. Like, I'm prepping. I know like, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I got to surround myself with a bunch of uh, dogs that are trained very well to seek medical attention yeah. if I collapse on the floor. Or I could always get one of those, uh, what the fuck was the commercial when we were Life kids alert. growing up? <laughs> What's it called? Life alert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've fallen and I can't yeah. get up. Oh, God. <laughs> My it's grandmother. Like you have a midlife crisis. You just go out to the woods. <laughs> you need to find another <laughs> uh, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. Uh, you'll find a, your companion where you'll just have no choice but to settle down with that companion. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamanna, down, be miserable together. Yeah. Lamanna and yeah. Andy tried to have this intervention with me yesterday. I, you say you, you love uh, me in you're this. Involved. I think this was more Andy than me. Andy might have started I'm, it. I'm you're, with you where it's like, I, I agree with you that like you... It's not like you have to find a wife and get married and have kids right now. You just do you, bro. Well, that's, that's just very literal. But I guess, like, what my bigger point to Andy was. So, for context, Andy was kind of questioning, like, at what point do I start uh, being more purposeful in the way that I date and the way that I uh, give attention and time to the, to the fair sex? And I basically said, like, uh, I don't see that as something that I have control over. Like... 
sure, I can, I can filter out for time wasters and I can filter out for people that uh, I don't care to be around or whatever, but I don't believe in the idea that we have full control or autonomy over uh, who we ultimately desire to spend a large amount of time with, right? And I think the easiest way to frame this is uh, look at your lifelong friends. Uh, my lifelong friends are very eclectic in nature, ranging you know, in IQ, in, uh, in a million different ways. They're all very, very, very different. And just looking at them on paper, they wouldn't necessarily be people that you would have chosen from a pool. And I'm not saying that like they, they wouldn't be, but you know, on paper, they don't all across the board uh, look perfect, right? So the idea is like something about them drew them to me and vice versa. And we developed very strong bonds and it's like, it's really not quantifiable. So I just think like life happens you know and you kind of just say, roll with it. What? Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. <laughs> Seems fine by me. Yeah. You believe in magic. Um, I, you know what? I actually, after that one episode that we talked about magic versus numbers, I decided to believe in magic and I ran like six spines above EV. So I think I do believe in magic. Yes, I yep. am reconverted back. Fate. You numbers guys enjoy miserable life. I am back in the Would magic. you like to hear your astrology reading for the day? What sign are you, by the way? He's a Leo. A Leo. Okay. Yeah, but well, Leo's over yeah, here. I must I didn't hear here. this. So, so you're you you're believing in this stuff, the, the, the stars magic. or whatever. It is. Yeah, magic astrology. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I had a uh, part-time aunt who was a witch. Not to her face. <laughs> witches are there's real witches out there. yeah like they facts. call themselves witch yeah, yeah. witch yeah. Mm -hmm. i'm not a witch yet you know yet you have the starter kit um no i don't think i i have the i have like it's like a an ancestral thing oh right right that, right so. right i understand um like royalty but my mom could see ghosts so well your mom can see ghosts well, she could see a, i think she saw a lot of things that weren't there <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Yours couldn't. Yours, your mom didn't see like things that weren't there. Well, I don't think. I mean, depends. I mean, it depends on what I guess that you're on. But are, like, are you saying that? I mean, did she actually see ghosts? Though? She like, told me yeah. when I was ten that yeah. she, that she could see ghosts, but when I was born, they stopped coming. Oh. So I. I, you're welcome that there's no ghosts in the room. It's my doing. Really? That's good. Yeah. Keep the ghosts away. She said, oh. um, well, I think all this shit's happening, by the way. People are seeing stuff and maybe it's real. It could be real. Aliens? Are you an alien person? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there has they're, to be. They're there. I think they live among us. I Have you met some too. of these poker players? I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. The European one specifically. I think Landon is one, actually. <laughs> the there's more there because it's been, you know, civilization was there before. Right. Anyway, right. Yeah. they're more evolved. Yep. More evolved <laughs> aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan His head is not normal. It's not of this earth. Dan uh, O'Brien's head. Yeah. Yeah. He's big. It, it's very. Dan O'Brien could mountain. be an alien. He might be. Yeah. He's not of yeah. this earth. I think Landon could be an alien. He's I, a, I've he's said this. He's got some alien in him. I think he's, he's a got bit, something in him. Landon strikes me as. There's certain pop culture things that you would know and the only reason you wouldn't is if you're an alien landon and strikes me of the type of um the type of profile where if he is an alien which i completely agree i think it's viable he's unaware <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right right he, he doesn't know yeah. what race or species he actually comes from mm -hmm. and he's just walking amongst us yeah yeah 
Speaking of, there's another show you should get into. What is that? It's called Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, I've seen a little bit of that. Incredible. The Utah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remarkable. Yeah, I've seen it's, bits and pieces. It's like, it's like uh, some sort of magical vortex above this ranch in Utah that basically connects us with some sort of like black hole or wormhole to an alien nation. Remarkable I will stuff. go there, by the way. If you want to get an RV again, in. we in. should go I'm there in. and, and, and yes. beam me Test the fuck up, Scotty. Yes. Get me out of here. <laughs> like, I'm, that sounds I'm, incredible. I'm in. Bring the probes. Yeah. Bring the probes. <laughs> I don't want to get Easy. probed. I mean, what do you mean? We're just talking probe. about going yes. to see this place. Real quick there. We know what he's hoping for. I mean, you know, if you're going to go, we go all out. I'm hoping for an abduction. You want to get probed. Take, take me with probed. you by the bring aliens. The, bring <laughs> the probes, he says. I just wanted to go up there and, you know. See what's up. See what's going on. Yeah. You saw like, what yeah. happened with like all their equipment. Like, you... For as long as we've lived here, yeah, pre my well, you're you know you guys are sort of the same, but pre kids. How did we never go to Area Fifty One? Well, you can't. How go did you there. never you just try, or at least try and get out there? Shoot you. Look at think, the outside. Yeah, I think we didn't want to die. Well, there's got to be somewhere nearby. <laughs> well, I think you can you drive can up there. There's a like there's a, a gas point. station. No, there's like a point where you can drive up, Souvenir and then show. they're like, if you try to go past this point, there's like, this like we truck have guards stop. that will shoot you. There's this like truck stop outside of Area 51, uh, and they sell like the the Area 51 jerky or whatever. Yeah, like that's oh, the alien big thing. jerky. Yeah, it's great. And and right next door to it is uh, some sort of like Alien 51 strip club. So this must have been. Fuck, 2016 or something like that. I rented an RV to go to, uh, where's Half Dome? Uh, Yosemite. Okay. And it was me, Garrity, Dylan. You didn't come, right? I wasn't there. Okay, no. so I think it was just the three of us. Where was I? Is this post-marriage? Yeah, for me? yeah, it was 2016. Like, yeah, you already okay. had kids. Uh, so I think the three of us, we rent this RV and we're driving to Yosemite. We stop off at this area 51. <laughs> Did you go to the strip club? Well, I, I thought we lost Dylan for good. <laughs> I thought it was, it was like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. And he's just beelining it to the fucking alien strip club. Oh, my God. I'm like, Gary, what do we do, man? Do we just, do we just leave him here with his people? <laughs> like, I think he's better off. He might be. He's got a little alien in him, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I take that back. I think he's like most likely to have been abducted. That <laughs> like, night? No, just in general. I think like somewhere along his life, he was abducted, tested, probed, and sent back to us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, when I was little, I got this book from Barnes & Noble about aliens, and I actually had to like, like my mom had to take it away from me because it was scaring me so much, but I kept reading it, and there was a part that said that aliens will abduct you if you are naked, so I would change so fast because I thought that an alien was gonna come and abduct me. Oh man, it's kids are so impressionable. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd love to hear some some stories from you, but I'll I'll warm it up with uh, a story from when I was a kid. Uh, my sister and I are about a year and a half apart in age, and we fought like cats and dogs. I mean, like fought, fought. And when I was like six, maybe five, somewhere in that age range. Uh, I somehow just had learned that it was a good idea to give titty twisters. So I would just like constantly be like, just, just pinching the shit out of my sister. <laughs> Wait, how old, how old is your sister sorry. here? What? She's probably like four, I'm five. Oh, like okay. Very, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like she, she was abusive to me at that yeah. age. Like she's beating me. Up I had to get the ages shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they weren't teenagers. Things, so. things got very <laughs> yeah, no, for no. a moment. I was you like, know. hold on. This was last week. 
<laughs> you're not giving your teenage sister titty. Tweet. No, no, no. I was, I, I was like five. She was like four, right? And oh, I had gotten in my head that this is like the thing to do. And my mom's way of putting a stop to it. Uh, and th- maybe this speaks to like my over analytical brain a little bit because somehow at five, she knew this would work. She's like, don't do that. It'll give her breast cancer. And, and she Whoa. had had, so she had had uh, some sort of cancer of the throat, uh, maybe lymphoma or something like that. And she had it removed. And back then it was like, you know, 1987 or something like that. The, the technology wasn't that great. So they literally stapled her throat shut and she had these like Frankenstein scars across her throat. So I'm already like horrified just at the word cancer because, you know, this life and death type thing already had happened to her. And she's just like, don't give titty twitters. Don't give titty twisters. They'll, they'll give a girl cancer. You can't do that. And I immediately just like oh stop. So fast forward now to uh, I'm 26. This is right after I moved out of Mesa Verde on my own. And I was dating this girl and we're like hooking up and she gave me a titty twister. <laughs> and I look at her, I go, you know, like very smart ass, like uh, <laughs> thinking, that, thinking that I'm just about to like get one over on her. I'm like, you know, you can give me breast cancer. <laughs> and she just starts double overing in laughter. And I'm like, what? It's true. And she goes, no, it's not. I go, yeah, it is. If you give a go a titty twister, she'll get my breast cancer. My mom told me when I was five. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, my mom. And then it hit me and I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't believe you went that long without doing that to I anybody mean, else. Cause you never even crossed my mind yeah. for 20 years. And then, you know, an occurrence happened to happen where it, it, it triggered it in me. And I was just like, well, yeah, I learned this at a very young age. Like, nobody told you, and I'm Googling it furiously. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, well, it's not my fault. My mom's an idiot. I'm just gullible. Oh, my God. So what do you lie to your kids about? (laughs) Everything. No, I I mean, man, parenting's hard. Yeah, I don't envy you. You know, the YouTube thing, we talked about this before we showed the, uh, or before we went on air. Mm. My oldest gets on YouTube every day for the most part and he's not allowed to but he'll find a way because he can get on safari on his ipad and and he can talk to his ipad uh whatever the the searchable stuff is like siri yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, alexa whatever yeah and he looks me up so anything that comes up if it's bad that we're talking about he can find it and he's six and it's like now i freak out like oh my god like if my kids read or hear things that it could encourage them to be bad. Like that's going to come back to, to bite me in the mm. ass or then they're going to be bad kids. Like all these things freak me out about what my kids are going to find out about me. So now I can't do anything bad no. anymore. You have to be a good I, little boy. Yeah. You're not, you don't do bad he things though. Yeah, you don't do Like bad. not in their mind. I mean, they might, <laughs> it might give them a reason to want to do X, Y, Z things maybe, because, maybe, oh, but I mean, well, daddy said this. I think maybe yeah. it just opens up discourse and, you know, no. you get to kind of yeah. have that more of an adult like, communication. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Your kid's going to come running in saying, I'm Ralph Drizzler. <laughs> 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 now that I'd be fine with. Yeah. <laughs> This 24 uh, tabling on yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think he's suddenly just gonna be that kid who gets interviewed by the news and just like I want to do hood rat things with my friends. <sighs> he probably will be if he's anything like I was. Sure, uh, just steals the truck at age 10. Yeah, I mean in your town though, that's not even really a problem. That's no, just like it's just normal. It's so yeah, weird. yeah. You're driving the tractor at six. You know, you got driving skills by the time you're a preteen for sure. Oh yeah. We were driving young, like For 13, sure. 14, whether it was cousins or something. Yeah, you're out there driving. 
Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You can't even have kids now in the passenger seat. Did you know that? To what like age? My, my, like till they're 12. 12? Like older. Yeah. yeah. They always have to be in the back seat. Yeah. Is our seatbelts not built they're, for 10 year olds? It's like a new thing. I yeah. didn't know that either. I was talking about it with my wife. What do you like, do in a truck? I can't have him sit in the front seat with me where I drop him I off at school. The, the truck has That's a how it was seat, when right? I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah, seats. Yeah. But they can't sit in the front. What if, what if you don't have a quad cap? What do you do in like a normal truck? Put a car seat in the front. Well, a car seat. Well, no, you don't even put for them in the front. No, that's a big no no. Oh, no. I guess, yeah. Yeah. They can't ride in the front until they're 10, 12 years old. But I'm saying, like. I started riding in the front when I was like 10. Maybe that's it, how old we all a... were. I thought I was real young just hopping in the I, front seat. I was like five taking over the wheel for my incapacitated <laughs> mother. <laughs> like, for, he had to learn how to drive. Yeah, I'm just like, you control the gas and brakes. I got this wheel because you aren't seeing straight right now. <laughs> she ran us right yeah. to a fucking telephone pole at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Your we sister? Like, no, my mom. Oh, your mom. Yeah, she was like all high on, on uh, painkillers and... Uh, antidepressants and shit like the whole gar or the whole gamut whatever somas are i don't know what those are somas yeah um that was in a book i think they're downers soma yeah soma was in a um that was in brave new world aldous huxley oh i don't know I don't anything think about that's that a real drug no it is it, it for sure is yeah when i was looking up drug classifications the other day it popped up as really yeah it, it fell into the same category as xanax but uh, I don't know that they do the same thing. So all fucked up and drove into a pole? Dro drove us right into a telephone pole. It was uh, like a block from the house. I, I was in first grade, so I was like six. Anyone get hurt? No, no. Just, uh, I mean, you know, back this is this the 80s, slow enough, you know. This yeah. is the 80s. We were driving some American metal. That's right, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, none the of pole this. just down. crumble up. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> that, that pole has seen better days, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like... We drove away. Uh, <laughs> still hit the next fucking pole. Still, <laughs> still high as fucking only one eye open. Oh, <laughs> we were God. just rolling. You know, that's it was a little bit dangerous. My granddad used to drive drunk all the time. And I didn't know it until I was much, much older. Yeah. It was it was a it was a routine for that generation, the the great uh depression generation. He would come home from work. Say hi to the kids and the wife. Have a six-pack of beer. Ha no, have a bite and be right out the fucking door to the Slovak club. <laughs> yep. Just go right to the bar? Right to the bar. And we didn't call it a bar because it was the club. It was only referred to as the club. So like in our heads as kids, it was not a bar. Right. In spite of the fact that he was tying one on <laughs> every fucking night. Mm -hmm. And the times that, you know, grandma would restrict him and tell him, George, get your ass out of that club. She'd call it. This was daily routine. She would call the club on the, on the house phone, you know, the, the rotary <laughs> dial up. I still remember the number. 567-9850. This was the number Five, to six, the club. Seven? Yeah. That was also the Fillmore first three digits really five six seven wow yeah. well different area code of course maybe that's how we're connected <laughs> see some spooky alien shit going on numberology yeah now we're getting into numerology. it she, she would call the bartender would go george your wife's on the phone and i've been on both ends of it i've been the one calling and i was at the club when he was receiving the call and it was always the same thing her just like beaking in the phone get your ass home and go, right. did he come home every uh, time every time <laughs> yeah you know one more round and then, you know, he'd meander his way out. And the days that she just forbid him to go, he'd sit his ass out on the back porch, just gaze off into the yard and the trees and slam a 12. <laughs> <laughs> Pap's blue ribbon. 
Oh, and man. I was just there th playing catch off the wall the whole time, trying to impress him, <laughs> oh, smashing, no. smashing oh. beer cans every time he was done with one for recycling. Oh, I made so much, so much any, money. Uh, any cigs or just yeah. the beer? No, he gave up smoking whenever uh, my mom was young. Yeah. So like, he smoked probably into his 30s. Uh, mm. You know, hard life, man. This, he was an MP at 15. For, and then for to give it up uh, in your 30s, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, you know, different times. Like, his, when he was in his 30s, it was like 1959, 1960, something like that. So, like, up until that point, smoking was advertised as healthy. Right. Uh, very, very uh, different grizzled era, if you will. They were, they were hard. They were fucking hard. My Whole God. family was, like, fresh off the boat from Slovenia. Grandmother, all Italian, just... The only way they knew to communicate was decibel 10 shouting at each other. <laughs> that explains you. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Their way of expressing love, I uh, shit you not, uh, there, was, there was no clear expression of love than my granddad listening to my grandmother yell for a solid five minutes and being patient enough not to respond. And then just out of nowhere going, Ah, Louise, my mother told me never to marry an Italian girl. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. <laughs> and then they just go to bed. Yep. That was it. You know, I was it was hitting me while we were very deep in thought on this show. Mm. Who needs therapy when you've got only friends? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just come in here and you feel mm -hmm. better or yeah. confused about everything in life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mission accomplished. Relationships for mm -hmm. shoes over there. It seems yeah. like you've got it all figured I, out. I certainly do not. <laughs> yeah, I like the Shubes nickname. Shubes, yeah, that that's might, actually that might what stick. my friends in high school called me. Um, and when we went on our senior week trip, we all had names put on the back of these like lacrosse pennies, and they chose uh, Pubert for me. Mm. <laughs> Pubert, sure. Yeah. Oh, that seems fitting. Yeah. Uh, I will say Shubes feels like an upgrade from Poo, or Poo Dog, or Miss Poo. Listen, I I welcome all names. Yeah, that's big right. nickname guy. Shubes just yeah. came like right out yeah. quickly for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. somebody in the chat goes, "Berkey's granddad was Scruff McGruff, the crime dog." <laughs> Jesus. Oh when God. you said that, it reminded me of uh, the, of your impression. Do, do you remember this commercial, Scruff McGruff? Of course, I saw that that account tweeted back at you yes. as well, sending yes. you something in the they mail. Listen to the yeah. podcast. We're getting Scruff. Yeah. I mean, we're getting Scruff McGruff we're swag, and I can't wait really for it. Right? They want my address now, and I'm a little concerned because that Just is so random. Studio. Yeah, that's what you said. Wrong, but like, yeah. how would they find the podcast? How would Scruff McGruff? Somebody all, tagged them. Yeah. So someone tagged the podcast, okay. and then they tagged Scruff McGruff okay. in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That would have been amazing if it they looked found like a legitimate account. Right. I think it's I, a legit I, I account. I agree. It yeah. does look like a legitimate account. That's how I get duped. I'm way too trusting. Well, no, it's, it's yeah. verified. Well, there's a lot of verified accounts yeah. out there. Like, come on, See, man. This is why I get duped. I'm like, yeah. I'm verified. Well, I got a good crypto scam. No, I think it's the real deal. They're using, like, DMs. the pronouns and stuff <laughs> in there. I Nobody's getting my seed yeah. phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care what they do. Oh, man. Uh. So now you're, uh, you're a corporate man. Oh, very corporate. Let's, I mean, we, yeah. got, we got 15 minutes left. Let's talk about No Game on No Future. Cool. Yeah, yeah fun show. Uh, we wrapped up season one last week, and you played, obviously. No spoilers about what happened in that show. Yeah. But what you're seeing right now in Poker Go was we chose one of the six days that we filmed and cut it into four parts. They're fully unedited for the most part. 90 minutes a pop, and we're just rolling that out for basically twice a week uh, for a month. 
And then that gives us time to finish the episodes, and then all the episodes come out on Poker Go, and then on Vice. Okay. So that's where the cool. whole show is going to go. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. I mean, we turned – obviously, it was our podcast that we turned into this cash game show. We could have kept the podcast going, and we sort of lost – I don't know if it was the drive or the motivation to do it. It was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Jeff's busy a lot. I'm busy a lot. Putting guests together every week is difficult, as you guys know, for mm -hmm. a show like this, as you couldn't get anyone else today other than me. <laughs> no, that's the thing, though. Is like we leaned way away from the guest aspect. Like I, I think we all collectively agree we want yeah. bringing guests in to be something special. We want it to be... We want it to feel like a one-off. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think you and Jeff have that chemistry where you don't need guests. You guys can run a two-man show that we would all tune into. I think the difficulty is that you probably, and I agree with, we need this too. Uh, you need a producer. You yeah. need somebody to put together a loose run of show for you and, and make it topical. You know, uh, I, I will say we were fortunate to have producer John, and, and he did everything for us in that regard. And we sort of hand-fed and had this beautiful setup in our office studio yeah. to do this show. I. I don't know what it was. I think we got sort of frustrated with what we were trying to do. What is the, the point and goal of this podcast? We had this roundabout idea, mm -hmm. but we, we struggled to fill in the gaps as to how to make it better, how to improve. And we just didn't have the time to do it. Yeah. And our producer, which I think is what you're also pointing at, that wasn't his sole job. This right. guy's our producer for an exactly. editor for yeah, everything yeah. across the board. Right. He's got a million things he's doing. So it's, if sure. he put his full ho you know, focus on that as if we did the same thing, I think it could be very good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm basically saying. It's like yeah. if you had somebody who that was their sole job was to develop this show, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of room. And honestly, like the, the industry is very thirsty for it. I'm, I'm hoping that we can kind of develop into this. But just the title of that show really lends itself so well to so many other ancillary uh, industries, right? Be it the gambling industry as a whole, you can work crypto into this, you can yep. work fantasy leagues. Uh, DFS, you yeah, name there, it. There, yeah. There's so much crossover yeah. potential there. Um, but the difficulty for you and Jeff is like, and I'm struggling with this personally right now, is trying to figure out how all of that fits in without straining yourself to the point that uh, you're obsessing over you know, the, this one singular yeah. project. Yeah. You know what else is frustrating? And, and you'll know this way better than, than most. When you're in this poker side, this industry, and you start to deviate and, and want to talk about DFS or crypto or, or sports betting, whatever it may be, which is what we did on that show. Yeah. The majority of your audience hates you yes. because they just want poker. It's honestly, That's all they want is poker. The other thing too, it's not even that the majority hate you it's that the people that you rely on to prop you up whenever you make these small pivots turn on you yeah so yeah the, good the point. other yeah. the other like um what, what you would consider your peers in the poker group that could easily lend a uh, a voice of support and say like hey this isn't what we're used to seeing but like this is a great new project that so-and-so's uh embarking upon they they don't go that route instead they disqualify you and they say like oh this guy because he's competent at poker suddenly thinks he's sharp at this 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 and this mm -hmm. and it's like well yeah we're never gonna get crossover that way because right you're being disqualified now in the only community that you are technically sharp in yeah, yeah it's tough it, it is very tough when you're when you're sort of confined in this industry just right. poker it's hard to, to sort of get out of that right. which is what i think we're trying to also subtly do with the cash game show mm -hmm. i mean and you'll see you've seen it now a couple parts of it out like we have the prop bets board mm -hmm. yeah that was very last minute how, yeah. how does that, put that into place so like the 
people can just bet on uh, different things that are happening in the game? The goal is, and, and of course, every single season we do, we're going to try and improve different aspects along mm -hmm. the way. But if you're in the game, these props are supposed to affect the players in the game, mm -hmm. uh, like juice to seven. If someone will win a hand. We want the players to book them against each other. We want the fans at home. If you're watching with a group of friends, you book them at home. And then, you know, if we get to a point where we are working with some sort of sports book, we could actually align with the sports oh, book actually and run them in the game. Yeah. You know, right. we could actually so have like stuff that are audience alive. could actually just bet on. Sure. Yeah. And that would be a long term goal for us, mm -hmm. of course. But we I think try that's to figure the out a way that's that, necessary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we try to figure out a way that would incorporate the sports book betting world inside of this poker show how can you marry the two mm -hmm. um and we'll put more time into that for season two obviously how can we customize each prop bet for each particular lineup that well makes you would it just rely on the book for all that right like there yeah. are live lines right. that you can bet uh through like maybe caesar sports or bet mgm or like uh, a lot of these major uh gambling entities within vegas right yeah i mean maybe you yeah. have to be local to do it but right uh, you know, there's at least a starting point there, I would think. And it's at least a way to advertise the book, yeah, right? I exactly. mean, the show's going to be nationwide, sure. mm -hmm. international in, in many regards as well. So, you know, you think there's an appetite there for it, and I'm sure there will be at some point. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the whole show is – the whole season is different. The, the parts you're seeing right now are simply the highest stakes games that we ran. Right. The season is not just high-stakes poker. Berkey's game, for example, which hasn't aired, they played 100-200. Yes, that's high-stakes. We also did 2550, where Lin G brought in a group. We did 510 with Maria Ho and a special group of characters. And then we ended it with a sit and go with, with Boston Rob. So every season, we want to try and do that sort of formula where we do yes, we'll do some nosebleeds. And then we work it down into some, some funner lineups that are smaller stakes that we mm -hmm. think a wider audience can relate to. Right. We did a show a few years ago. You played on it, Melissa. You played on it Friday Night Poker. Oh, right? yeah. That was. I thought very unique because you're in this beautiful studio setting, but you're playing stakes that are small, right? You're playing two, five and five, 10, typically not televised stakes. Your audience relates to that and seeing their favorite players and bigger names more so than like the nosebleeds because they're never going to be there. Mm -hmm. The majority are never going to be there, but now you're playing in a game that they can relate to. And that I think is kind of fun for, I, I for think, an audience. I think the big difference is that you can create a sustainable template with the the no gamble no future uh so to speak uh umbrella more so than the friday night poker right the friday night poker you're trusting that your audience wants to tune in to a quote-unquote home game yeah and that's not really a big enough vehicle to drive interest i don't think but if you're able to actually get to the point where uh kind of as you discussed um some third-party uh, betting site comes comes aboard and people can make live bets in game mm -hmm. that's enough of a sweat the same way DFS has kind of repackaged all sports, right? Like baseball yep. suddenly gets repackaged now through the daily fantasy lens and you have a lot of attention on it. And, you know, television contracts are still viable and things of that nature. It really re re rejuvenated the entire sport. Uh, same thing with hockey in a big regard. So I think under that lens, uh, assuming you guys get that figured out, the stakes don't really matter that much anymore. Right. And you're mm -hmm. right, you do bring in a broader audience now whenever they're less sharp on the lineup because now it's just pure gamble mm -hmm. right if it's nine people where they don't know any of them and they're playing two five uh well that wouldn't drive their interest in any way shape or form but if they just get to look at them and now make bets and wagers based off of their perception that's fun that's yeah. a fun sweat that's that's similar to you know watching a, a football team that you never ever watch 
where you can't see their faces, you can't see anything. They're just numbers on a uniform. Once with you a put helmet. a little action on something, everything can be yeah. Yeah. You get a little, a little bit more interesting. Like, that's yeah. a goal. You know, we hope we, mm-hmm. that show, by the way, came together so fast. I no mean, Game we, no we started putting uh, No Game No Future. Yeah. We started putting this into a cash game concept sort of as the World Series of Poker was starting. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, all right, Hanks, you got to put together some lineups and figure it out because we're going to film as soon as WSOP <laughs> is done and yeah. we're going to roll this out on Poker Go and, mm-hmm. you know, worked with our amazing team. And the guys behind the scenes that you never hear or see from are so freaking good at what they do that builds the set. I mean, you saw the set. set. set looks the absurd. set design is Sick. so good. Like, it's really just good, absurd. Yeah. The staging and everything mm-hmm. that goes yeah. into it. Um, and so for that team to be able to, to put up that very quickly while they're in the middle of World Series of Poker and then to get it off the ground, uh, it was really remarkable, which I think also, that being said, we have season two somewhere around the bend. It gives us a lot more time, all of us, to sort of come together and figure out, okay, what can we do different from season one? What do we love? What didn't we love? How can we make it better every, every year and so on? Yeah. And then we'll have episodes ready too, you know, sort mm-hmm. of in the can to roll out. Uh, once that season wraps, okay, cool. Little pause, season two, then they're ready to go because we have already filmed it, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's similar to the to the process we go through with Poker Out Loud, except yeah. obviously our tweaks are much more small because we don't have the ability to build a grandiose stage and then make major <laughs> corrections to it and things like that. But I think anytime you're, you're producing a show that you expect to be longstanding, you want to keep the core spirit of the show running throughout the seasons, but you want to change enough that the audience keeps coming back looking mm-hmm. for these little Easter eggs and, and you know, finding new ways to, to have their attention captured, uh, keeping it fresh kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's a lot on the, on the cutting room floor that you guys could probably revisit. Uh, there's a lot of also like growth potential um, with partners and, and things of that nature, which the industry in and of itself desperately lacks. So uh, obviously I'm rooting heavily for you guys to, to find success with this. Do you, do you find yourself ever lamenting the fact that you have to build these lineups and not play them? I actually, spoiler, I actually play in season one. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. You didn't Ooh, know that. I did not. Yeah, know. we had a, um, we had a flight issue coming in from LA for a couple of players mm-hmm. and we had no choice really. I mean, we, I guess we had a choice, but we thought it'd be more fun where, okay, these two players aren't going to be here on time. So Brent, you play the first hour and this happened to be the five ten day. So it worked out great because, sure. holy shit, it's a game I can play. Uh, Brent, you play the first hour. Jeff, you're going to play the second hour. You guys go after each other in the booth. Oh, great. So yeah. we ended up being able to do that. But the flights came in on time, so I only played for like an hour, and then Jeff never got to play. Mm. But Unlucky. to your original question, <laughs> you know, do I lament? I, yeah, there, there's times where it's just like, man, would love to be in, in these sorts of games mm-hmm. that you're able to put together knowing that they're such great games. Do you miss kind um, of grinding for a living? Definitely on Sundays, you know, yeah. like full slates of online Sundays. When, when mm-hmm. Sundays are really big, I'll, I'll miss it. Schedule. And yeah. I'll still have a little chance to fire every, every now and then. As the kids get older, I'm going to play more. I mean, that's, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. But I don't miss having to feel like I got to go put in, you know, cash game hours and play 40, 50 hours a week to get that cash game grind. I mean, that's... That was That's work, you, man. Though. People don't realize how much work that is. Yeah. I did it for like a week. Yeah, that was, yeah. That, that was never really your motif. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I did it for like a week. Like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah no. No, <laughs> I, I don't. That's it, a whole different. Even tournaments live. I mean, like, I mean, I have so many good friends that play live tournaments. Nonsense. Landon. Landon's going through it right now. Yeah. You're just playing so much. Everywhere. Every tour stop. 
traveling, every event you're getting in there. I don't think I could do it now. It seems a lot harder as a family man. Yeah. Like now I could, I don't know how some of these dads and moms do it with kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cash seems much more sustainable once you have a wife and kids and family to worry about. Not, not just because of the security of, uh, not riding the dragon of tournament variants, but more right. so because travel. the travel, yeah. the, the hours are a lot mm-hmm. more in your control. Uh, you could be a little bit more regimented. Th- those are all the things that I gravitated towards to begin with, with cash also. Um, that coupled with, I hated the feeling of the, <laughs> the tournament or the structure itself dictating my uh, depth at the table. Like, I don't want to sit here <laughs> with 15 big blinds and I know it's important I know I don't want to bust and I know I should just like figure out ways to make this as profitable and like you know Landon is so such a blank slate and everything's just calculated an EV for him and it's like well 15 big blinds well you know I just do this that and the other and it's like I take the highest EV decision and like whatever happens may happen it's like god you're so healthy <laughs> yeah you're so healthy I was such a fucking head case when I was in those spots, I can remember just like breaking down, mm-hmm. looking at stat. Like I just had fifty blinds. Like not realizing you're playing a fucking turbo. The blinds went up three times. Of course, you don't have the chip lead anymore, man. Like you know, it happens. Yep. And uh, just like spazzing, you know, redramming garbage. I, I I remember very vividly a hand from a Venetian deep stack in like twenty. 20- 2009, maybe 2008, when we were living in Mesa Verde. Yeah. And Greg was buying like small bits of my action, and I rejammed. There was like thirteen left or something. Wait, who like has that. a piece? Greg, Aversa. Oh, Greg, okay. Yeah, it was before the online. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he had bought like a small piece of like a 500, and I think there was like 16 left or something like that. And I rejammed the ace 10 for like 25 bigs uh, over an open and got called by ace queen and lost. And I just remember spending the entire day justifying this rejam. And like, honestly, it probably wasn't that bad. Not great, not good, wh- whatever. But like, uh, we were so far apart in our ability to like see the spot like he wouldn't in a million years have ever put a single chip in the pot with ace 10 and i'm on the side of like well i'm never folding ace 10 <laughs> and i only have 25 blinds so like what are we doing here are we calling are we three bet calling off are we jamming like what's the play here and he's just like you fold what do you mean you just fold? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like at that point i think i really understood like this isn't for me, man. I, I don't want to play in a structure where like folding is so heavily incentivized. Mm-hmm. But then I talked to like Dan Smith now as like theory becomes so much more rampant and we start to understand things a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> he kind of like lit a fire under me. We were playing pickleball one day and I, I was trolling on tournament structures in some capacity. And he just looked at me, he goes, you think that you win tournaments by folding? You don't win, you lose tournaments by folding. And I was like, yeah, I guess you guys are fucking around a lot nowadays, huh? Like, you guys aren't really giving too much up these days. You, you get a hand that looks reasonably good. Like, we've come full circle now. Have you yeah. watched many of the, like, these high rollers that yeah. these guys play in? Yeah, yeah, like, it's. I mean, we're only a lot of times seeing day two action, right, right. like final tables, but, mm-hmm. like, these guys are sick and twisted yeah. human beings out there playing <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminds like, it's me It's crazy. It, it reminds me of pre-Black Friday, with all the clicking that was taking place, except they know why they're doing it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. Think back to pre-Black Friday, man. It was a shit show. Guys like Mormon and, and like the super laggy types that were... I, I remember there was a, a hand by Chris... Uh, I can't remember his last name, but he like nine bet 
or eight bet. Nine bet. Uh, oh, 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 the wild guy, the big dude, uh, Chris uh, yeah, Oliver. Yeah, 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 Chris Chris Oliver. Oliver. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was like at a final table, and he like seven or eight bet like nine deuce, like something <laughs> wild. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like that was just a thing back then, man. You yep. just like played this just giant game of chicken. War. Yeah. yeah, you just played this giant. Will Holdem was out there doing the, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was well, crazy. it's like now mm-hmm. they're still doing the same thing. Like they're betting ten percent pot, and they're they're three betting like. 1.25x the open, like all this crazy stuff, but they're doing it in such a calculated fashion that it's scary. Just like, ugh. It kind of gives you the creeps. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You guys only have half a pot size bet behind, and you played three streets. Have you watched much of uh, Michael Adamo play? I love Adamo. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just love his unrelenting aggression. An absolute psychopath. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> yeah. remarkable. I mean, I, it's in. He rips the Aussie flag really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, by the way, his shorts, my favorite part of the game, his shorts are like, literally, <laughs> I mean, you roll mine all the way up it's, here. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's every day. Yeah. It's a thing. He's incredible. No, my nephew, thing. It's everything outside about of the U.S., that's how they wear their shorts. My nephew's 23, and he's obsessed with wearing short shorts. I'm like, like you can't do this, man. You have 25-inch thighs. Yeah, like, let him go, yeah. though. He yeah. has tree trunks for legs. I'm like, like please, I don't want to see... Whatever's about to sneak its way out of the like, why do you have a four inch inseam right now? This is disgusting. Yeah, and he's like, that's you don't get it, boomer. You don't understand. It's it's true. That's Uh, how they're wearing shorts. This is what you want to see. U.S. That's how they wear shorts. Honestly, I don't um, really care that much because I know that if I like the guy, he can wear anything, and I'm into it. Sure, but but don't you kind of agree? It's meant for a skinnier man. No. That's no, why the Europeans no, no, no. are doing no, it? No, no, It's for thick, muscular thighs. Oh, my God. I, I feel like boxer shorts to me. I've many, like, TikToks from women thirsting over the muscular thigh in short short. Who'd have thought? Are, you, are they looking at the thigh? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. the, like, the spandex? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Adamo wears those. I think that's, that's what I love yeah. about Adamo. See, I, I he's think probably you... not that that she's describing, but he wears them anyway. Uh-huh. And then he's got that playing style that I do kind of just, you know, you know I, my God, he, he, uh, his, play, his game excites me. Yes. Sure. When I watch which, him in the booth, it's uncomfortable. Which is why you, you wear know, the yeah. long shorts. Just right. in case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I can't no wear worries. shorts. So I think you can pull off the short shorts. Yeah. Like huh? You think you're too leggy for the short shorts? Who, me? You, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Wait, I mean, the, I could, I should you, not, I really shouldn't wear shorts in general. I think you could pull it but off. But I do. I think, I think the, the biggest. The longest, tr- lankiest guy. Could you it's imagine? Not, it's yeah. not because, I don't think he doesn't but, pull it off because he's long and lanky. I think the reason why he doesn't pull it off is because his thighs are the same circumference as his calf. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, like, when you're literally a bean pole. I'm built like Gumby. Right? <laughs> yeah. Shout out my man Gumby. Yeah. Gumby. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, more of a fatter Gumby these days. But anyway, I, I we, hear what you're I saying. I digress, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, with Dan Smith, what he told you when you guys were playing uh, Dick Ball or whatever it is that you guys are playing. Hey, he is, <laughs> he's a professional pickball player yeah, these days. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, these guys are great. He's so trash. You're playing your little game. Yeah, but what he told you. <laughs> you would be a great pickleball player. You got the uh, height for uh, it. Yeah, yeah. You I play mean, a little the, tennis. I like tennis. I mean, you know, I do like tennis. So, you know, pickleball, it's, it's like, yeah. I like wiffle ball, too. Right. I think of pickleball as like wiffle ball, but uh, of the tennis variety. If we got you out there, I think that you would have a new obsession. I would. I'm sure I would like it. But anyway, yeah. when you guys were playing your, your little game, and he told you that <laughs> comment about, uh, 
you know what you, you can't fold right if you fold a lot you just don't win tournaments right that's why i think you should resurface again in tournaments i maybe you would be way better off now in these tournaments come play some of the 10ks at the studio get some idiot to put you in and and <laughs> just in case I'm not doing well, because you're not doing well, you know. I mean, yeah. We'll test it out on someone else's dime. Yeah, and come play because these guys are. It's a totally different ball game out there, if you will. I I, I, I yeah. do agree that it, it made me reconsider a little bit. Uh, yeah, it made me dive a little bit deeper and realize, like, oh, well, we can come kind of convert these deep stack strategies into shallow stack strategies. It's just you know the sizings change a little bit, but. You yeah, get it, lost too, because your brain is—you oh yeah. is, are a—you're a robot up there, just like a lot of these guys in a way, and I mean that in a good way. But I could see you getting very obsessive about all of it. I mean, Jesus Christ, your brand is solved for why you built this because you wanted to figure out how to teach poker. But yeah, but you I've should just, learn it the way these guys have. I've just never been—I've never been the type to split hairs over minor details, and I feel like that's what it takes to be really great at MTTs is finding a lot of these very nuanced spots where either you're talking about like a really deep dive into ICM or you're talking about a really refined strategy at like 12 big blinds. Um, to me, like the beauty of No Limit Hold'em is being able to find a lot of simplifications and then expound upon them where you're able to, to develop strategies in uh, kind of undiscovered areas, right? And they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily gonna be correct, but like, I play a lot of thousand big blind poker. And, you know, I imagine that 10 or 15 years from now, we're gonna run hands that I've played against the machine and I'm gonna look like an idiot. But yeah. I also imagine there are gonna be some spots where like, I had it really right. And like, that excites me. That like, unknown world, of being able to just go out there and have a blank canvas and try to figure things out both on uh empirical knowledge that we've discovered as well as like using your own wits and and testing and things like that like that's really what drives me when it comes to things that are already pretty well established and the main obsession now is to become more refined than the next guy i immediately lose interest and check out fair well, and it makes so me much think for getting it, you back. It, it, yeah, you it, tried, Brent. Yeah, I yeah, did my best. Tried. It does make Maybe me feel like back. I'm, I'm really like, you know what? like seven. Yeah. Get like him out the, there. The, the tortoise is It does make me feel like anymore? I'm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm coming back slowly. I saw you the series. You're playing yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I had a good but series. But you're not grinding every week or anything, right? No, I'm starting to play a little more tournaments online. Yeah. You guys are going to play the same schedule here very soon. Like the seven to 10 events a year that are most notable when the kids are in bed, or in his case, the pups. I won one I last week. I still like playing. Yeah, won yeah. one last week. Did you? You're yeah, back very then. small in a big way. way. Yeah, big way, huge way. I mean, when I, I'll tell you what. When I'm back in there, I, I still got it. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> that's I, I got I, these that's guys. Same with yeah. me, right? I get in, I get in the streets. I still and I'm got like, it. Do you like, think yeah, you win a bracelet really online before I win a bracelet? Period. Yes, I think so too. I yeah. Think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I think I'll play more volume than you combined. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, that's that's yeah. a tough thing for me to swallow. I've always held over you at tournaments, though. Oh yeah, not yeah. even close. Yeah, yeah. Cash games, though, you you're always killer, best at the table. Yeah, from our old days and the coming up, but tournaments, I just had. You. Well, when you're up against, you uh, made some terrible decisions in tournaments, like Greg was telling you. <laughs> yeah, about, like yeah. That that ace ten. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't it. Yeah, I recall an ace nine hand. There's a cash the, uh, game LAPC. hand, and I don't want to spoil anything, but we're going to let the viewers at home when your No Gamble in a Future episode mm -hmm. comes out, we'll let them decide about 
the results. Uh, we'll we'll have hand. a very long discussion on the final hand. <laughs> I that have I a feeling that hand may be one of the most talked about hands for it's, a variety of reasons. Well, it's a it, little teaser, huh? Uh, this is not a, teaser. a slightly intentional yet unintentional teaser. Yeah. Le- yeah. Leading into the tease, the thing that makes it most fascinating is the depth. We were 500 blinds to start and the fact that it's multi-way throughout mm. the yeah. whole hand. Uh, it just creates like a very complex scenario that and I think is very funny. I will add one more little nugget. Sure. You're going to see a different side of Nick Shulman, who's also in your game, <laughs> than you'll ever see. Again, oh, I, I don't think we'll ever see Nick Shulman in he this sort very, of He element. was a joy to play with that day. Yeah. He yeah. was a, a real treasure. Yeah. Yeah. When, when is that episode coming out? Do you know? Not sure. Okay. I'll find out. Sometime in August, maybe early September. Very likely. Okay. Yeah. Guys, look for it. This has been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate you coming in. I'm not looking forward to what I need to do in the next 30 minutes. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be fun. I am getting fully made up for a prop bet that yeah. I lost. Drag makeup. Wait, wait, what? Yes. Yep. Do you want to yep. stick around for that? Of course. What are you doing? <laughs> so we're <laughs> recording a podcast for Wednesday because I leave. For with, this show? Yeah. 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 Brian and I are going out of town to celebrate his 41st. Congratulations on another orbit around the sun. Thank oh you. yeah, wait, what did, you're you're right around the corner too. No, yeah. what is today? Thursday. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, you're gonna be yeah. okay. Yeah, August eleventh, yeah. big four yeah. one. And you're uh, you're gonna be the big four zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, a few days later. God, I was panicking, thinking you're also forty, but no, you're forty one. You're well past me. ancient. Yeah. Ancient. Yeah. All um, right, so so you guys are leaving. You're going somewhere. Yeah. So, but we're going to Tennessee with all of our high school friends. Uh, <laughs> funny i didn't realize you guys were almost exactly a year apart but skimpy turns 40 this year a mm-hmm. uh, few days after you the like day the after 20th. Brent, yeah yeah uh brian's turning 41 so we're gonna celebrate together in a cabin in the woods in the smoky mountains amazing but the Looking important forward to thing it. is amazing. that you lost the important thing is that we have to record wednesday's episode after this one where i'm wearing full drag makeup because yes. i lost the prop bet and Melissa likes to see me. Well, so get it was either I had to wear a bald cap, or he wears make, or, or one, like whoever, whoever had the least points in the fantasy for WSOP. Had okay, to I wear. was going to ask where, what this was, right. like, yeah. and how does it lead to drag? Right. Aren't you going to get ridiculed for this by That's like? Right. Uh, yeah, she yeah, desperately might. wants to get me canceled. I think this might be the one that this it might be the it. straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, I mean, it didn't have to be you. It could have been Conrad, Landon. Yeah, Ryan. yeah. I mean, I think you we chose a team that didn't even play the series. I think mm. no matter That's... which one of us is. Uh, yeah, I had Mercer on my team. He was my big point getter, so I was fucked from the start. Um, Whoa! So I you th- went off of the. Okay, I'm with you now. The thing you ran. Wait, what? This is the thing that you ran? No, no, no. Or you were in the other 20, the, the David the, Baker the, one? The, the, the Baker the, one. The ODB oh, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got crushed. Almost finished dead last in the entire league. It was impressive. And you're going full drag. Makeup. It's just makeup. Yeah, just the makeup. It's no, not no, a political uh, statement. Outfit. If anything, I, yeah, I don't know. Who uh, does the makeup? Is this you, Shoops? Um, I found somebody... Who, Someone's coming here. Yes, an, an art, a makeup artist. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait to see like Bonomo's reaction to this. Uh, First of all, if he doesn't, if he doesn't acknowledge that I look beautiful, I'm going to take huge issue with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to be gorgeous. Uh, that I'm positive of. Um, secondly, like I don't know where this falls on the line of politically correct or Better not. Better you than me, pal. But you know, it feels pretty fucking harmless. I, think I don't it's know. Fine. Oh, what, what's wrong with it? Just I don't know, up. man. You're not, I don't you're know not like, you're not, not fun. Uh, you're going to have fun with it, 
people that dress in drag have fun with it. Yeah. That's that's like a you know it. So and it's people like, do this all the time. I don't time think on there's YouTube. anything wrong. They we're, do. Not, we're not saying I, there's anything. I don't even like know who to wrong. defer so to in these scenarios anymore. I, I just try fine. to trust my gut on what I think is in good fun and well intended. Do you have to yes. change your Twitter profile pictures to this as well? Oh, I no. should have made Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and we should have made him get nails too. I would have happily we we went and got a manicure last week and I said on the spot I will get nails and keep them until they fall off if I don't have to wear the makeup and she she thought about it it's not up to me though it was up to the whole group and Landon was Landon showered me very quick he was strong on the makeup I can't wait to see the internet react to uh, I just sit back and snicker at Twitter Enjoy a little GIF or GIF or whatever they are. Enjoy, buddy. Send, yeah. send me the. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to stay here for this. Send yeah. me the John. I'm not going Wick. anywhere. How could you leave? <laughs> send, I have a meeting at three. I might take it here. <laughs> send me the. Uh, whenever, whenever this hits the 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 Twitter sphere, just just hit me back with the uh, <laughs> the old old man on the lawn GIF. Oh, you just you just did it. Have you watched that show? What show? I'll end you. I'll end it here with you to think about and for you to view. There's a show with Jeff Bridges called The Old Man. No. I saw previews for it. It looks amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it looks I amazing. I watched episode one last night. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Hulu where yeah. I found it. Might be the best show of all time, and I'm only through one episode. I'm in. It's incredible. You I'm have sold. to watch it. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've got. Yep. I'm leaning into my elderly state. Bring on all the old You're going to love this show. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we have Platt on next week. Yep. So love it. He's already fun. prepped. We're Ask him about, about his uh, experiences in Florida that were not at the poker table. Oh. I've heard stories on the side. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Um, we're we're going to talk about how. He may not allow you to talk about this. Well, like, Just stuff well, like I can't allow you to talk about certain things about right. my life or my about how we're as career and, and children. brothers. <laughs> we can talk about how he upcharged me for fucking uh an A seat on Southwest and then <laughs> I, was, I was there for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Houston. So I booked my flight late. Whatever. I'll tell the story next week when he's on there. But basically he charged me an arm and a leg to give up his A class and then he paid like one quarter of that to somebody else to swap seats. Oh, you so you sweet. also said something else that now I'm deep in thought. Good. You said you're Eskimo brothers. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> wow. Let's tune in next week, right? It's a league <laughs> reference. Did you ever watch the league? No, I know what it means. Oh, okay. I, what I'm means. Ju- I, I don't know who. <laughs> Jeff Platt's Taco. I know, but I, uh, we probably should, we should never say the name. But No, no, of course I not. I don't know who, and I can't wait to find you, out. It was also that same trip, and I told you, but you, it, right over your head. It's fine. I don't think you would know her anyway. 99% chance you would My know God. her. My <laughs> God. We'll wrap on that. We'll see you guys tomorrow. My God. Peace.